It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. All right, man. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. You're tuning to the Up and Up podcast. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's going on, boss? Man, I'm chilling. You chilling? Yeah. Man. Feeling good? Yeah. We got a good guest in the building right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um, I just want to say, if this is your first time tuning in, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture, right? Yep. We do that through providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements, right? People yes, out here who just carving lanes, uh-huh. paving paths, yep. you feel me, for those who need it. Um, I like the ad-lib in today. Yeah, you, yeah, you come up with some on, energy man, today, bro. Right? right now. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, also, for those of you um, consistent supporters, consistent viewers, we want to shout you guys out. Uh, thank you for the encouragement, all the support. You know what I mean? It's, it's amazing to see um, the type of shift that's happening in this region and then just in general with the culture. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we're, we're, we're appreciative to be a part of that as well as bring you guys along with that journey. Um, now, if you want to continue following, following the podcast, you know what to do. You can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just type in the Up and Up podcast, and that's where you can find it. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe. And like it, too, man. And like it, yeah, too. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to get mad if you don't like it. Just go ahead and hit that button, man. Um, also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore the Up and Up to stay tapped in. A lot of amazing things for 2019 on yep. the way. Um, also, upandupclothing.com is live. So go ahead and get fresh and stay on the up and up in style. Yeah. Right? You can follow us at underscore upandupclothing or visit upandupclothing.com. And Tell what else I'm, I'm going to keep telling them, man. So we're also doing a free ticket giveaway. Enter to draw for a free ticket giveaway to go see who? Nas. Not just Ooh, Nas. Legend. AZ. And AZ and, and Lupe. Lupe Fiasco. Ooh, yes, man. That's yes, August sir. 17th at the Showwear Center. So make sure to go ahead and um, tap in. If you had made a purchase between May 13th and July 31st, you will be entered for a drawing to win yeah. tickets to go see the GOATs, man. Yes, sir. Right? Um, is that it? You got any announcements? You good? Man, that's it, man. You good? Come on, let's get let's, into let's this. Let's get to it. All right, man. Well, uh, if you're a first-time listener, this is how it goes, man. We bring uh, compelling stories up here, amazing guests who are going to drive inspiration, motivation, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, today's guest, I would say, is a man who's nothing less uh, of a, than a true champion in every sense of the word, right? Yeah. Um, I would say he's a leader and a demonstrator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up. Okay. Right? Obviously, he wouldn't be in the building with us <laughs> if that wasn't the case. Um, to give you a little rundown on some of the work he's been able to do in his, in his time here, uh, he's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, NFL Pro Bowler and former defensive end of our Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, along with that, I would say his championship pedigree also transcends all all fields and arenas. Mm-hmm. Um, through the countless philanthropic work he does through his Cliff Averill Family Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sir. Um, you know, doing amazing things, uplifting things around the world. Um, I mean, someone who needs no introduction, but you know, to set the record straight, you got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, let's just get straight straight to it, man. Our guest is none other than the man they call the Haitian creation. Yes, yeah, <laughs> sir. <laughs> culture cultivator himself, Cliff Abril. Can we get oh, a round of applause, man? Appreciate welcome. it. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all having me, man. Yeah, appreciate man. Welcome. Me, man. Finally. Finally, <laughs> right? We've been, we've been trying to lock this in. Um, 
thank you for coming, man. My pleasure, my pleasure, man. I like what y'all doing, man. I like what I like the movement. I like the name first and foremost. Yeah, up and up, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Just, yeah. just inspiring and all that good stuff. So, no, nah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Yes, sir, man. Thank now, you, man. Uh, this is how we kind of start the show off. We usually start it off with the quote of the day. Uh, something kind of just get the vibe right, get the mm -hmm. mood right. My man over here, he's a wordsmith, so go ahead, man. Yeah, I got you guys. All right, so the quote of the day today is, success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success, and then greatness will come. Mm. Yes, sir. I agree. Mm. That's, that's yeah. a heck of a quote. Who said, who said that? The Rock. Oh. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> sound, sound, sound about right. Yeah, 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 you had to say it like that, too. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> got you. Um, that's a dope quote. You want to run it back for yeah, the people yeah, in the back? Yeah, sure. uh, So success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success, and greatness will come. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, now, we bring in the quotes for a lot of reasons. Obviously, they're great, powerful words, but also we bring in stuff that will tie into our guests, right, mm -hmm. and kind of their story and their journey. Um, so for you, uh, and what we do here is we provide context, man, right? Like there's so many people winning out here successful, sure. but it's important for people to see the context that leads up to that, right? How they got there. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for you, let's take it back a little bit, man. Um, where'd you grow up? You grew up in Florida, right? Yeah, man. I'm from uh, a little town right outside of Jacksonville, Florida. I, I just typically say Jacksonville, Florida, okay. but it's on the west side of Jacksonville, uh, Green Coast Springs, Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, I, our population ain't that high, but, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I come from a small town, but not only that though. You know, uh, I'm, I come from a Haitian background, too. Mm. So mm. I'm battling the American culture and the Haitian culture mm. all in one mm. coming through the ranks or whatever. So it, it's, it was an interesting dynamic, you know what I mean, yeah. coming, uh, coming up um, out that way. Yeah, so it's been fun. So kind of what, what type of things that you witnessed and experienced in your environment kind of shaped your outlook? Obviously being, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Haitian and then as well as being American yeah. as well. Um, but what are some things you noticed that kind of shaped the way you kind of saw things move forward? Man, um, you know, as you get older, you start looking back and you start realizing, like, dang, even, like, something as small as um, race, right? So, mm -hmm. for example, you know, back at home growing up, like I used to get in fights all the time with all the with uh, with all they homies now I guess but uh, or or people you know they homies now that you know I, I done got this far but <laughs> but people just growing up like I used to get in fights for being Haitian mm -hmm. right you know and I, I'm talking about with like other African Americans or whatever is like as if we were different as if they look at us different mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. and oh you Haitian you know this that and the third and it just goes back to like people just make fun of and and don't agree with things they just don't understand, understand. Yeah. right I agree um. And and as I got older, I started realizing that because it's the same thing with like white people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's the same concept. So, uh, you know, it was just an interesting dynamic. E each day, I'm I got I've been jumped before, and then all my cousins had to come back and yeah. you know kind of handle yeah. business, fund yeah. me or whatever. Yeah. But like, it was just a, a constant battle, of always trying to prove myself as yeah. if I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, it's yeah. like well, we both in the projects yeah. right now. That's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, what like, why are we fighting each other? That's that's facts too. You know I think saying? a lot of immigrants, like first generation immigrants, yeah. can relate for sure. I know I can. You yeah, know what I mean? me too, for sure, yeah. bro. Where y'all folks from? Eritrea. Uh, Eritrea, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, that's where uh, Nip, right? Yeah, 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 we, yeah, got, yeah. We, got, we got Somalia, Somalia, you know what I'm saying? Nice. Ethiopia, you know? Okay, yeah, so okay, so it's, it's just Africa in general. Yeah, just, we much. just out yeah, here. We out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So what were you, uh, some of like your early experiences and like interests 
Mm-hmm. Like outside of football, probably too. Honestly, bro, I didn't I didn't start fooling with football till high school. Like oh. I'm a late bloomer. I didn't start till tenth grade. You know what I mean? Wow. So for me, yeah. early on, one, I'm my mom's only child. So she and, and being a Haitian mom, she's not going for that. Like she, all that football, like nah, that's that, that's <laughs> for them Americans. Hit you the need, yeah, the that's for them Americans. You need to be a lawyer, a doctor. Like you need to be yeah. trying to do something like that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, so growing up, but. Although that was her mindset, like I, I like hooping, yeah. I like basketball was my thing, okay. like coming through the uh, through the years or whatever, okay. and um, you know, so that was what I I, I kind of did, and then you know, around the neighborhood, just doing a little bit of everything, yeah, really, yeah. but just trying to figure it out because you know, I mean, you don't you don't know what you don't know, you yeah. don't know what you really are into as a little kid, but it's just exploring and just the, what you're exposed to is kind of what you kind of lean that's, towards, that's real, you yeah. know what I mean, and and unfortunately, I wasn't exposed to too much yeah. uh, early on, but. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of figure it out. Yeah, and it's, it's it's really just exploring. I think as a kid, you know, I, t- I used to tell my younger siblings all the time from my own experience, like, yo, get involved. Yeah. Get involved. Just 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 figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know for a fact I wish I did when I was younger. For sure. I, I believe exposure is key in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because you just don't know what you don't know, right? Exactly. You, you know what I mean? And then, unfortunately, most times your family members don't know that either, so they can't really expose you to anything. Yeah. So, uh, like for me, for example, like I got this mentoring program that I do out here where that's the sole purpose of it. It ain't about playing football. It ain't about playing no sports. It's about exposure to what's actually out there available mm. for you. That's right. Yeah. That's I important. mean, especially being in Seattle. I mean, you know, we get – we get we get stuck in our own bubble, you know what I mean? Especially especially us with these the way the system's set up yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, exposing kids and showing that, yeah, all you see black folks, black men really as or black people on T V is mm-hmm. all entertainers. entertainers yeah. mm-hmm. And and for me, fortunately enough I'm able to play ball, but I think that's sad because the the, the, the probability of you actually becoming an athlete, a rapper, mm-hmm. a singer, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that entertainment piece is is damn near impossible. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the odds are stacked up against you. So, for me, it's like, I want to take you to, I'm going to take you to the football facility, but I'm going to show you what all is available yeah. there. There's other jobs out there. Man, yeah. it's a, like, especially at the, like, the Seahawks VMAC facility. Um, I, I've said this numerous times. It's like, if you go in there, every single occupation you could want to be is in that building from something as small as being a janitor to a doctor to a chef to a, a lawyer wow. entre- like whatever you want yeah. to be is all in that building yeah. because they need all that to exactly. to make that that run so exactly. yeah. So I want to expose kids to that part of it. It's mm. like, no, you want to be around football? You don't necessarily have to be the football player. That's real. You can be the GM. You can be the the architect that that helped build this facility. You can mm. be. I mean, it's just so many different things yeah. uh, that's available to you. And but kids don't know yeah. that. They don't see exposure. that exposure. Exposure yeah. to information is key, man. Huge, um, huge. Now, so you say you didn't start playing until tenth grade, right? Yeah. So for for you. When was that moment when you really were like, all right, this is a tangible goal? Like, mm. I, I think – because I know football's big in Florida, right? Oh, huge, yeah, so, huge, huge. So when, when, for you, when was it that moment when it was like, yo, I think I think this is it. I think I could do it. Honestly, bro, like, I was one of those people, like, just keep grinding. Like, don't – like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? Yeah. So for me – 10th grade, I was really just on the team. I was a bum. I ain't going to front. Like, <laughs> I was just out there trying to figure this thing yeah, out. Yeah. You know, I, I, the reason I hoop, I went into high school, I was already 6'2". Like, going into high school. Wow. I was like, damn. So, I'm thinking, like, man, I'm going to be 6'7", 6'8". Six, yeah. six, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, boom. Never, I, I grew an inch since then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, 
So for me, it was just like, all right, you know, just try this football thing out. One of my coaches, I almost quit football after my 10th grade year because I'm like, man, this is too hard. You know, basketball players, not the knock, and I got a lot of basketball friends, but they just not as tough as football yeah, well, players. The, the, the toll, the wear and tear yeah. on your body isn't the same. It ain't yeah. the same, right? Yeah. So so I'm like, man, nah, like I might give this up. One of my coaches pulled me aside like, look, man. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, just, you know, have fun with this. So I continue to keep playing. And um, when I realized, like, dang, all you got to do is just throw your body into people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You young. You're not processing how I, the effects of it. But you're like, oh, all I got to do is throw my body into people. So I, I, I started understanding the game a little more. So then my, my junior year, I came in balled out, like, just figured it all out. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to be the best in the county. I want to be the best in the – in the county, and if I'm the best in the county, that means I'm probably one of the top players in, in the state. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's real. Mm -hmm. So I just kept chopping away, and that's always been my motto. Like, it's never really been the big picture. I've always kind of took it from a small level uh, uh, outlook, right? Mm -hmm. So in high school, I just wanted to be the best in the county. So that probably put me one of the best in, in the state. In college, same concept. Like, I just wanted to be the best in the Big Ten. Mm. If I'm the one of the best in the Big Ten, I'm probably one of the best in the country. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Same thing when I got to the league. I just want to be one of the best in the NFC uh, NFC West, mm -hmm. NFC North. Mm -hmm. And that was the case. Oh, you're the one of the best in the NFC West? You're probably one of the best. You're probably top five in, in the league. That's right. And that's kind of how I've always kind of motivated myself. Instead of putting it on a grand scale, mm -hmm. just smile, hey, just take break it down, down a little, break down a little bit break. more. Hey, if you wanted the best in, in your area, you're probably one of the best in, in yeah. your state, your county, your town, whatever yeah. it might be. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of – that's always been my outlook yeah. in sports. That's that's a very uh, powerful message, too, just in terms of how you should go after anything, not yeah. just sports. You know, yeah. like break it down. Actually, it's crazy. Don't make, yeah, because you, you, you paint too big of a picture, then you're like, you don't know where yeah, to start. Yeah, and it, you can be too consumed with what's ahead and yes. it may not even – Pan out that way. That's so real. That's here. real. Like yeah, people, people get overwhelmed by that. Like, no, it's uh, easy to. It's easy to. I mean, that that goes in any any industry, any business. Um, you know, if you if you're looking at the finish line, well, you don't know what the journey gonna be like. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like you, you like you gotta just hey, just look at the starting point and yeah. then kind of grow from there. And that and that's always kind of been my way of that's, looking at things. No, I love that. I love that mindset. I like For that real. mentality. Yeah, like uh, there's like an analogy I used before. It's like you try to get to the top of a mountain, you can't just keep looking at the top yeah. you're gonna be like oh man Long fall. Like, i gotta go right there there's a little cut right yeah. there and i can't yeah. end up there and i'm about to be halfway strategy man yeah it's you gotta like, strategize it exactly dog. everybody and then that's the thing too with especially with athletes is like everybody looks at the finished product nobody looks at the grind nobody looks exactly. at at what it took that's to that, get there that's yeah. what matters yeah. man I, I love the grind is what makes Yo. that's that's what makes you appreciate getting to the top listen yeah. man like I'm going to mention Kobe. Don't worry. I'm a Kobe fan. I hate when <laughs> I wrong, Ain't nothing wrong with Kobe. Yeah, right? yeah. No, so uh, when Spike Lee did Doing Work yeah. with Kobe, that documentary, yep. and it was like, you thought it was going to be like a full feature movie or something, but it really it was just the most like mundane, just follow yeah. every single move. And it was like, man, it was just, it was it was intriguing to see like what what goes into his success, right? For sure. Not just the, the pump dunks and all that shit. Like, I wanted to know how you got there. You know what I mean? Man. It's important, man. No, it's, 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 it's important to understand like the grind because again everybody looks at Bill Gates for example because mm -hmm. he's uh, wealth, one of the wealthiest people in the world. like everybody just like man Bill Gates is worth a hundred billion dollars and you know I want to do that well, do you know what Bill Gates had to do mm -hmm. like although it's in a different arena a different sector of 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 the world yeah. as far as for what what he got to like the just being Microsoft and all that stuff 
like there's a grind behind that That's though, facts. right? Trying to figure out how all this stuff works. Like it wasn't given to him. I don't care how you slice and dice yeah. it. It wasn't given he to him. That. He had to earn mm-hmm. that. Yeah. that. Like nobody's giving out a hundred billion dollars. And keep earning. Yeah, right. it's a nonstop yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah. people just always look at the finished product. Jay Z finished product. Like no, yeah. like this man been doing this for thirty years. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's why I always say. Um, and you mentioned Nipsey earlier, but like that's one thing I really took to what he was pushing was demonstration. Oh, everything. I love it. Demonstration is everything, man. man. How you move, how you demonstrate. I re- man, I can go on about Nipsey. That was yeah. like just his like it's so impactful on so many different levels. Yeah. Like successful people are looking at Nipsey like, man, I like like I like where this kid is yeah. going. I like yeah. this grind. I like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just understanding it I think is yeah. One, some of the dopest stuff ever, yeah. man. But just respecting the grind and respecting like don't look at the finished product. Yeah. Don't look at LeBron's finished product. Yeah. Look at the grind. I'm like, looking at how you demonstrate. Yeah, that's what matters. To show me. me how you do it. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. That's, that's the facts. way, man. That's yeah. facts. Um, now let's 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 get into. Um, we jumped around a little bit everywhere. I don't know yeah, if no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I answered your question no, you or not. Did, you did, you did. This is how we do it, man. Dude, we're dropping gems, man. Yeah. It's cool. Um, now Detroit, right? So we yeah. get to Detroit, um, and I, I want to ask you this question because coming in as a rookie, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously you have tons of experience now For at sure. this point. But looking back, what are some things you wish someone would have told you mm. to kind of make that transition a lot smoother when you first came Ooh. to the league? Um, you could think of anything. just the this, just the business side of it, right? Um, like people see the NFL, they love it. Oh yeah, the NFL is probably one of the most cutthroat jobs in America, mm. and 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 you know what I mean like you could literally be here, sign on the contract. And be gone literally the same day yeah. or tomorrow. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so um, one thing I just wish is just understanding the business piece of it. But I also don't regret the way my career went either. Mm-hmm. Like just learning how I learned it. Yeah. Because I probably would have. Who knows? It could have yeah. went in a different direction. Who knows, yeah. right? But just understanding the the business for what it is and not, and learning early on that since it's a business, you can't take what these people tell you personal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's like, right. And that's the first thing I tell all my young boys, all my rookies, second-year players, the first thing I'm like, listen, fellas, it's hard to comprehend right now because y'all not really necessarily dealing with contracts and whatever, but, like, man, if you understand that this is a business, you'll never be surprised at how they treat you, mm. how they go about their business, right? You know what I mean? And and that was, a, that was the one thing I wish I would have learned a little earlier on, but fortunately I learned right before it was time for me to do yeah. business with yeah. them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But – but yeah, that that's the one thing is like, man, this is a real live business. I mean, it's a thirteen billion dollar business. Yeah, when you bro. when you say it like that, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> thirteen yeah. billion, like yeah. it's one of the biggest empires in America. Like these that's people facts. don't, ca- you're just another number to them. Exactly. And once you understand that, when the coaches is hyping you up, but then turn around and tell you they need to cut you, like you'll understand like mm-hmm. what it is. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so that that's more so what it is for me is just wishing I knew and understood how much of a business it was. That's real. No, I feel you, but I feel yeah, you're right though, because it's kind of important for you to go through those growing pains. No too, question, right? no question. But but the problem is, most people will take it so personal that it doesn't allow them to actually grow as exactly. a as a as a business person, but or more so like as an athlete. Because yeah. now you like you on the football field, like man, these coaches don't fool with me. You know, you you yeah. spazzing out, you mad because this whole time you thought they actually liked you. Mm-hmm. No, it's what can you do for me right now? You exactly. see what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly. So when you get to that point, you realize like, man, I'm doing this for me, not y'all. You'd be in a better place. That's real. Yeah, that's dope. That's real. Well, um, so what was like? What's the transition like when? Because uh, obviously you spent some time in Detroit and then you yeah. came to the Seahawks. So yeah, like how? Like I don't know, because I don't know how, how it really impacts a certain player oh, when they yeah. gotta like think about like 
moving from a different city to it's hard, bro. another city, you know what I mean? And I was fortunate. I only had to move twice, right? Yeah. I mean, college to Detroit, Purdue to Detroit, Detroit to, to the Seahawks. It's hard, especially when you got a family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So when I moved from when when I when I was going through the whole free agency process of trying to figure out where I'm gonna go and and this is the crazy part people don't even realize this whole thing so free agency is like oh such and such is signed for this amount of money such and such is signed for this amount of money but you gotta realize there's 53 players on the team mm. yeah so it's only really five guys that make really good money exactly right. Um, and so at the time, you know, uh, they just came out of a lockout. The NFL just came out of a lockout or whatever. And I'm watching TV. You know, I got an agent. I'm watching TV, and I'm like, okay, I'm the top free agent that's coming into free agency this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shoot, I'm about to hit the mother load. Like, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to cash <laughs> out on that bag. line. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to cash I'm about to get this bag, right? Free agency rolls around, and, like, I'm hitting my agent. I'm like, yo, what's the what's the word? Like, like <laughs> how many people we got running? Like, how many people want your boy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, yeah, um, we only got about two teams calling right now. Like, everybody think you're too expensive. Wow. Like, what y'all, what y'all mean too expensive? Y'all got the money. I just, I just heard with the yeah. cap. Yeah, like, y'all, like, what you mean too expensive? He's like, yeah, nah, like, the and the deals aren't really that good. So I'm like, okay, like, man, what the hell going on? And then again, I got kids. I got, I got my kid. I had my wife at the time. Or no, we were engaged at the time. And I'm like, man, like. What's the next move? Like nobody, I don't care where you're at in your life, nobody likes uncertainty. Like yeah. nobody want nobody yeah. is comfortable not knowing where the heck yeah. wh- where you're yeah. going to be at the following yeah. year or whatever. Like nobody likes so like at this point now I'm stressing. I'm stressed out like man, like this ain't this ain't the experience. This ain't what I seen on TV. Yeah. Like this ain't yeah. that everybody geeked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's exactly. Hey man, count it up, run it, like run yeah. me mine, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. 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 yeah, I need all that. Give me that. And nobody's calling. So at this point, I'm like, man, you know, now, now I'm actually focused on the best, like the best place for me to go. Not necessarily chasing the money. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm looking at okay. So you know, here Seahawks is in. Uh, you know, they 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 want to fly you out. Hey, you know, whatever. I'm like, shoot, Seahawks. They defense. Sherman, those guys were just on the come up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, shoot, with them guys on the back end, I can get more sacks with just those guys. But I can get at least two or three more sacks just based off of that. Mm. So that was really the main reason why I came here was because of LOB at the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and just understand, not even understanding where they're heading, but more so like selfishly. Yeah. Like I, I need to go somewhere where I know I can thrive to get that deal, to get yeah. that bag, right? That's real. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of how I played it. But the transition piece was hard because now you go from, you know, myself and Mike B, both number one and number two, top free agents that year. Yeah. And you go, one, they signed both of us. So we're like, oh, shoot, that's dope. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But dang, we both play the same position. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got Chris Clemens at the time, too. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. so for us, all right, so we, we both are starters, you know what I mean? Been starting our whole career. And then now we get to Seattle and we're like, wait up, who the heck going to start? And then as, as a player, this is something most people don't realize. Like, the money is cool, like, it's great. But how you really get to a player is by playing time. Like, yeah. and starting, and, like, it's an ego thing at that mm. point, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, wait up. I didn't come here to sit the bench. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, like, no. Nah, like, I don't work yeah. too hard to become a starter in the NFL, right? Yeah. But then, and Mike B's thinking the same exact thing. Like, bro, I didn't come here to, like, to ride the pine. Like, I don't know what's, like, y'all lied to us. Like, I'm ready. We both ready yeah. to leave, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And so we struggled with that for, like, the first six or seven weeks of the season. Like, just – ego thing and then both of us looked at each other eyes like man look man forget that like let's just go out here and ball out mm, yeah. and then 
as we turned it on, and then it was a Super Bowl right, <laughs> right then and there. Like, <laughs> That's we, crazy. You know man. what I'm saying? But like, it, our ego initially would not allow us to like play at a high level because we was really mad about not starting or not playing as much as mm-hmm. we're used to. Yeah. In our reality, like that was the biggest blessing for us. That is what allowed, I think personally, me to play another four or five years because I just wasn't playing as much as I was in the wear and tear. That's real. But um, that was the hard part of the transition. And then again, moving the family on the, to the other coast. Yeah, I mean, I've never lived on the West Coast. I've yeah, never yeah. like this is my first time living out. Now I live out here full time, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But moving the kids, trying to find schools, trying to get your wife yeah. right, trying to find house. So it's a lot. To, yeah. It's just a lot on your plate. On, on man. top of knowing that I gotta perform well. Too. On top of on <laughs> yeah. top of performing, or I might not be like all this move that I just did. Yeah. I might be out of here next year. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting you yeah. say that. So I'm glad you brought up kind of uh, you and Mike B's mm-hmm. um, kind of early struggles in yeah. terms of trying to. Search yourself in your positions, right? Um, Now, us, all of us in here, obviously, we're all Seahawks fans, right? We all Mm kind of follow the movement as fans. And what you guys were able to do in terms of building a culture and identity was something that the Seahawks, in my opinion, didn't necessarily have, right, up until that point. Um, But did you guys know, like, because you went from the Lions, I kind of use it as like a going from, like, West Philly to, like, Bel Air type. For sure. No, no, no question, no question. Like, but – did you guys know you were building that identity and that culture as it was nah, happening? No, no, no. So I was just with uh, Sherm and some of the guys last night, actually. You know, we we all catch up with each other. We try to catch up with each other at least a couple times a week, you That's know, right. or a couple times a month, should I say, That's dinner, right. lunch, whatever it might yeah. be. Um, and we all just sitting at the table, and, and that's the one question I always ask. When we soon, like, after about 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, fellas, like, Five, six years ago, did you guys realize, like, what we were doing? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, man, we were just all having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and it has to just happen organic. Like, you can't, yeah. you cannot, you cannot um, plan things like that. Like, mm-hmm. it just has to be a natural thing that happens organically. And and that, it, that's just what it was. It yeah. just, like, because you, you think about it, man, so many different personalities on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Sherm, who, before I came here, I, I, I tell him this all the time. Like, before I signed here, bro, like, I thought you just need to shut the you just need to shut the hell up. <laughs> like this little this little boy just talked way too, too much. much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then so you had Sherm, then you had Marshawn, who perception shows him to be a certain way, completely opposite. Like mm-hmm. one of the best people you'll ever meet. Facts. Then you got Mike B, who's just you know what I mean, just another loud mouth. But yeah. like me and him, our dynamic like is my this is my best friend. Like our dynamic is so interesting because I'm complete opposite of him as far as for like how vocal he is about things. Mm-hmm. But then what, what I realized and in, in, in the greatness of our relationship is, like, I've kind of tamed him and made him process things a little bit more mm-hmm. as he's made me come come out of my shell a little bit mm-hmm. more. So in, in a friendship, in a relationship, like, that's what you want. You want people that's going to make you better in, in different ways of your life. That's and big. and that's what he, like, our friendship was all about. So just all these different dynamics, all these different um, folks and, and attitudes and, and, and all these different things, yeah. yet we all understood one thing and we all respected each other. And that's what allowed us to be great on the football field. Like, honestly, we probably was – we're definitely top two best defenses ever in the so NFL. I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say this before the show. I actually saw this on uh, Twitter, USA Today Sports, ranked the Seattle Seahawks 2013 team um, the number one NFL team of the decade. Oh well, I'll That's take right. that. I'll take that. There we go. Google, 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 yeah, Google, yeah, I'll Google take that. that. Google that. That's I'll take that. that. Yeah. But but like to have had but but not only that though like people think of the thirteen year. Yeah. Thought we had a run for four or even five years yeah. where we're the number one or number two defense in the league. Facts. Yeah. 
the hardest thing to do in the NFL is be that consistent. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like That's facts. The, Ra- the, the Ravens, they, they had, a, uh, I want to say, like a two-year run, like best defense at the time ever. Yeah. To do it for four years, bro, like unreal, right? Yeah. But again, it boils down to everybody respected each other. No matter disagreements, whatever, like we respected the grind that that other person brought. And and I think that's what allowed us to excel. It could tell. I we think, could tell. I think at the same time, just from uh, watching you guys, I mean, I ain't never seen nothing like it. And yeah. I was just like, damn, no, this is the Seahawks <laughs> yeah. doing this, yeah. you know? And it was like, you said respect, but it, it seemed like you guys trusted each other. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, you trusted that person to be at their respect. You know their ability, so it's kind of like... The trust factor is huge. And again, another thing me and Sherm talk about all the time, like, you wouldn't think a relationship, a, a defensive end and a, and a cornerback, like, you wouldn't think their relationship really mattered as much, but... Sherm understood his success was dictated off of my success and yeah. vice versa, Packs. right? Yeah. If I'm getting after that quarterback, the quarterback going to throw that ball. He going to throw he gonna throw something up there lazy, yeah. and he going to pick it off. Yeah. And vice versa, like, he ain't got nowhere to throw it. Guess yeah. who's on his behind? Yeah. I'm on his tail, yeah. right? Exactly. So, so we had so much respect and trust for each other. It's times, like, I'll look at Sherm. And he already know what I'm thinking. He already knows, like, oh, it's past. I know, I know this, that, and the third. Yeah. Oh, let me look at the formation. I know what route I'm about to yeah. get. And and vice versa, right? So um, it was just the respect. It was it was the the trust that we all had for each other. And it was just again all organically. No, nah, that's that's real. And I think um, I think it's crazy. We were talking about this before the show. How a lot of people don't understand how important your um, situation mm-hmm. by situation I mean the organization you play for factors into your success. You no can be question. the dopest player in the world, no question. but if you're in a you know a situation where you're not allowed to show that on a larger scale and you know contend, it's a problem. So like you being in Detroit and then coming to Seattle and being able to showcase that's your real. skills. You had the skills already before yeah. you got to Seattle, obviously. Um, I think that's important. I think a lot of fans get 1,000%. And, and shouts out to Coach Carroll. Everybody might not necessarily agree with, um, with what I'm about to say, but I think Coach Carroll – that did and does such a great job from the standpoint of so the the NFL football in general is such a militant mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Coaches they feel like they got to yell at you, they got to holler at you, they got to you know you got to be a certain way. You you know this is the only way you're going to be successful. And Coach Carroll takes a different approach. It's like, nah, I need y'all to be relaxed, enjoying the game, because mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day, that's what it is, a game. Yeah. Right. So. Coach Carroll was okay with guys being loud mouth as long as you're behind, go out there and perform. Coach okay. Carroll was good with, you know, dealing with attitudes and whatnot as long as you go out there and perform. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so being free, in a sense, being being okay to be yourself yeah. when everybody else in the NFL is like, you know, super stern and yeah. and, and strict as yeah. if you're like you're a child. Like, I'm a grown man. Yeah, that's what made y'all stand yeah. out, though. You like, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm a grown I got yeah. two kids. I don't yeah. need you to, like, <laughs> I don't need, like, oh, like, we'll square up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let, let's chill out now. Like, yeah. That's for high school kids. That's yeah. for, yeah, yeah. but like, I'm a, but that's how the league is ran. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the, 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 the thought process. But Coach Carroll, he has a different process where it's like, no, like, y'all are adults. You do your thing. But when you cross these lines, just know, like, I need you to ball yeah, this out. That's what's expected. And he uh, and he understood that the more relaxed you are, the more you're more fun you have, and, and it allows you to just go out there and be great. Yeah, that's real, man. And I think um, I, I, I love that team so much because I felt like you guys were like the people's team, man. Like like you said, you guys really stood out, mm-hmm, right, amongst mm-hmm. the whole league. Like, For sure. call it stern, you know, you guys were hip. You guys were cool. You guys were fresh. You know, yeah. it was a refreshing feel. 
Um, even if Sherman's calling out Crabtree, like that was that was dope. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, love that. It, gave, but it gave it gave us our, our personality yeah. too, right? As a as a team, as a defense, really. There's a balance. You know what I mean? You got Sherm doing what he does. Then you know Earl doesn't say much, but then you got Cam smacking yeah. people. Yeah. You yeah. got Mike B talking trash. And then you got Russell Wilson just like you know. Yeah, yeah, and and Russell's yeah, Russell. exactly. Yeah. But all these different personalities yeah. again. When it come down to Sunday, Sundays, yeah. you knew what you was getting. It's business. You about, to, yeah. you about to get this work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that. And it was, it was, it was great times, man. Hell we had yeah, some, man. we had, we had really, really good times, man. And, and it shows how, how, how good we were and how nice we were, because everybody still hangs out with each other. Everybody still kick. Like that's Facts. not a normal thing Facts. in the NFL. Yeah. Usually, you play football with the guys, and then on, on, on then you leave. Go about your business. Off season, everybody go about their business. You ain't really, you're really just coworkers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What we had, like, man, hey, y'all trying to take a trip somewhere, bro? Let's take the family somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, we trying to hang out. Like, we wanted to hang out, and it showed on the football that's, field. That's so important, yeah, man. Yeah, it really did, though. What, yeah. what was that, man? What was that feeling like, though, when you got the ring? <laughs> you know what? For me, it was different, probably from 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 everybody else from this standpoint, right? Them boys, like that Seahawks is all they knew. Right, mm-hmm. uh, most of those guys are homegrown. The only two people on that team that wasn't homegrown was me and Mike B. Everybody else was drafted to the Seahawks. Mm. True, you know what I'm saying. So, so when we came in, um, me personally, like as a rookie, I went 0 16. I didn't win one game as a rookie. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Right. So, so you go from 0 and 16. And then in the NFL, you go 0-16. Most times, the next coach coming in, he's trying to get rid of everybody. He don't care who you yeah, are. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be associated yeah. with no losers. You, type was, a, of you stuff. was a part of that. <laughs> yeah, <last>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I, I go through that whole spew and I go 0-16. And, and the next year, we only win two games. And then the following year, I think we won six games or something like that. So when I get to the Super Bowl, I'm like, bruh, like, Coming from, I was the only player up until last year. I was the only player ever in NFL history to go zero and sixteen and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm crazy. saying. So, like, I appreciated it way more than any of them guys did because they was yeah. used to winning. True. I wasn't used to yeah. winning. You yeah. know what I'm saying. I wasn't used to playoff runs. Yeah. I wasn't used to. So, so for me, it was like, dang, you done made it to the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. Like five years ago, <laughs> like you didn't know if you was gonna be in the league. That's yeah. crazy. You know what I'm saying. That's so crazy. to to be able to do that in my first year here in Seattle and like not only just make it to the Super Bowl. But like played a role in it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like I wasn't just riding the wave. Like I yeah. was out there getting. Hey, you, you actually hold the record for the quickest, uh, fastest uh, score fastest in Super Bowl history. Yeah, history. yeah. 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 Shout out Peyton Manning. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> appreciate you, Peyton. Appreciate you. But you know what I'm saying? So like that's why I pre- I think I appreciate. I, I don't say that I can't say they don't appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. They probably appreciate it more now that they're all everybody separated and kind of in different systems yeah. and trying to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciate it because of how everything started for me and then getting to that point. Man. That's important. That's important, man. Um, now, I, I was also curious because there's a lot of personalities, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, who's that one like glue guy that no one would ever expect was the glue guy? Um, glue. Oh, um, man. I think everybody kept everybody accountable, though. Okay. Um, you know, the one guy like like again, I'm going back to Mike B, and I'm, I'll probably bring his name up a few times. But like going back to Mike B, like people seem to have had issues with his beliefs and different things that he did or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Mike B, Marshawn, and Sherm actually were probably some of the best teammates from the standpoint of like, so like for example, like Mike B and Marshawn, they didn't practice much, so people, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they think they're better, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like Mike B was the type of person, honestly, like <laughs> he might not practice, but as soon as you come out from the locker room in your meeting room, he'll probably have like a full fledged meal catered from 
uh, John Howie's or something crazy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. That, like that's the type of person he was. Yeah. It's just he always like, even though he might not practice, he gonna make sure you, like everybody else is taken care yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying, or something like that, or like Marshawn. He's the type of person like, bro, like man, that's a tough behind Louis Louis Scully or something, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And he'd be like. I, you want it like hand yeah. it to you, you know what I'm saying yeah. like just yeah. but like those type of small little acts like go a long no way no one knows about them no one sees yeah. that yeah. nobody yeah. sees that but it yeah. goes a long way for the camaraderie of your team that's though. Facts. you that's know what I'm saying like that's I'm important. the type of person like one of the rookies hit me up like hey bro you know it's 11 o'clock at night hey bro like man you know whatever the case might be like I, you know what I got you I'm, I'll send a car for you or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever like mm-hmm. we just had each other's back you know what I'm saying and nobody hated on each other like that that's really real. like everybody respected the grind everybody respected each other that's real that's how you win that's you how no I mean? that's that I think that's the, yeah. and that's what I learned is is if you really want to win in any league or any like that's why college is so entertaining because they keep their players together for a long period of time for mm-hmm. 4 years but they're all having fun they're all understanding like I don't know if they necessarily understand or respect the grind per se, but they all understand and have that like that 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 relationship with each other. Mm. And the NFL is just so hard to do because of free agency and so many different movements. Yeah, uh, Seattle got spoiled. Honestly, Seattle got mm. spoiled because they were able to keep a core group of guys. Yeah, I want to say probably like fifteen of us, maybe yeah. even less. Yeah, but name brand guys. Yeah, for five, six, seven years—that's yeah. unheard of. That's in what the NFL. I tell yeah. people. I'm like, yo, like. Like you gotta, like you said, a lot of them were drafted. Yeah. So just think about that. So it's like, and I started realizing, like as a fan, I think fans have to mature as well. Like For sure. players mature, I, yeah. but fans gotta mature. Cause like I was like, man, what's up? Why is everybody? And I'm like, actually, okay, these guys are getting older. Yeah. Some of them starting families. Yeah. Some of them gotta think, make other decisions for themselves. You know. And so, um, I think I think it was great. But again, the culture and identity is something that's cemented forever. Like you think of the Patriots, you think of yeah. San Antonio Spurs, like. I don't care what year it is. You know what the you business knew, is. You when knew you what time those was. Buildings, you yeah. know, so yeah. y'all definitely paved that way, and that's sure. important. That's no, sure. I agree. So, I agree. Um, so what like impact does like injuries have on a player's like life? Because you know mm. we just see the be- we just see like whatever. Oh, this player. Oh, damn, he's injured. Can't yeah. start him on my fantasy team. You know, that's like <laughs> how see, we think. Yeah. That's why I have a problem with fantasy ball. Yeah. To be honest with you, because fantasy takes the human element out of it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and we were saying this off air earlier about me being in the media world and yeah. like just understanding how people view athletes now. Yeah. It's because they dehumanize them and just you're just a number, right? Yeah. yeah. So somebody will get hurt and be like, oh, move on next next yeah. next man up yeah. you know mantra it was like no nah, but if that's your little brother if that's yeah. your if that's your pops or that's whoever like you exactly. no you have to live through that like yeah. this man just yeah. broke his leg you yeah. know what i'm saying but like fantasy football all these different things kind of takes you away from that piece and like now it's like all right move on to the next person who who else i want to draft you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so to answer your question as yeah. far as for injuries i mean it takes a toll on you but i think also you know that whole mantra uh you know better you do better mm-hmm. yeah Early up, coming through the ranks and different things like that, like, you know, seeing stars when you bang and, like, that stuff was, like, hyped up. Like, yo, I just bodied them. I'm starting to see stars. Like, now it's like, nah, you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So now you like, nah, I don't want to see stars. Like, yeah. so so it, it's, it's that process. So now that guys are understanding what the game is doing to them, mm. they're playing the game in a different way. Like, mm. I, and, and I can, I, can, I can attest to that from my career. Yeah. I, I ended up getting a concussion my fourth year in the league. And I told myself, I promise, like, if I ever get another one of these, I'm going to retire. Like, it's, wow. not, it's not worth it. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and 
that that wasn't necessarily the case because I ended up getting one in the second Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I say that to say I changed up the way I played though, right? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, all that banging and uh, like, nah, I just want to get your quarter. That's why I got so good at the sack fumble. Like I didn't have to hit you to get a sack fumble. Mm. All I had to do is knock, hit your elbow. I knew the ball was coming out, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So look, like you just adjust your game accordingly. Yeah. And I think guys are doing that. I mean, there's still some. Thumpers out there. Oh, There's yeah. still some yeah, guys out there. Sure. But, you know, again, you know better, you do better. Yeah. So you start to process these things and start thinking about the future a little bit. That's real. I think, I, I think, yeah, I think you, you, you've got to change your game up. I mean, you, you see players in the NBA do it all the time as they get older. For sure. Like, For sure. Like, you know, so it's, it's definitely important. Um, that's a good question, though. Now, obviously, post football um, is a transition in itself, yes, I would assume. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, did you kind of plant seeds early on during your career to mm-hmm. kind of prepare you for that? Or, cause I, 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 back to Kobe. Uh, Kobe had, um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, you know, obviously his first year out of retirement, this guy goes and wins an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. does his thing, mm-hmm. right? But it was crazy. I heard a story about back in like, this is like Froby, like when he had the fro, like yeah. he'd be on the bus, like learning how to write scripts and yeah. learning how to do these type of things. That's dope. And he's, probably one of the best players in the league doing that yeah. already thinking you know so did you kind of plant seeds for this post football I, I did but I don't I don't think most guys so so our game is different from this standpoint like Kobe you could probably get away with that because yeah. you got a 100 million dollar guarantee true. you know what I'm saying yeah, so true. so you're not you're not trip like, I don't want to say you're not tripping on being great yeah. but you're not stressed out about keeping your job that's facts mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and the NFL is completely different where all it takes is one game, and you might be out of the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One game, you hurt, you, you you might your career might be over with. That's so, nice. so it's a little different from that standpoint. But I will say, you know, off seasons and different things like like for me, for example, like I took advantage of some of the different things the NFL provides, like the broadcast boot camps, mm-hmm. like the financial courses, mm-hmm. all these different boot camps that they they provide during the off season. Like I would take it, mm-hmm. but most guys. Don't take them, or most guys just really don't know they exist. They don't even know that they're out there because the NFL doesn't necessarily promote it. You got to kind of go look. They're like, it's here. Yeah, yeah. But they say it's here, but not necessarily promote it because if you're not using it, it's money for them. That's true. See what I'm saying? So, like, they get to pocket that money. So, they're they're not really promoting it as if, you know... We want we want my our guys yeah. to, to learn to get better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta kinda go get it. So for me, I, I, I started doing that probably right on around year seven. Mm. One thing as far as for football players, I can't even say all athletes, you're afraid of thinking about the future because you don't want it to come too fast. Mm. Mm. That sounded weird, but yeah, you, <laughs> you, but but I you get, get what I'm saying, yeah, like yeah. from the standpoint of like you don't want to start like year two, you're not thinking about retirement because you don't want to retire next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It might it might throw off your focus and your drive. Yep. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that that's cool until the end of your career <laughs> gets yeah, here, and then now yeah. you like you stuck, like you don't yeah. know what you. So for me, uh, you know, I, I've always been kind of planting seeds here yeah. and there to. Because a lot of times we're so focused in football, you don't even realize or know what you what else you like to do. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's you true. know what I'm saying? So you got to take those off seasons to, to try to figure what that is. And and for me, like I started planting seeds with doing media stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily what I want to do the rest of my life, but I'm going to try it out. It's something you can yeah. do. It, it's something right? I can do, right? So that. And then, you know, I'm into real estate. So I've been looking into that. I've been in that world for, yes, for some years. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I'm doing a wide range of different. I, I threw out a big that and I and and now I'm just trying to see what it is I yeah. like, but I was planting those seeds yeah. while I played. That's important though. I mean, people see LeBron, oh, and they're like, he's my motivator, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but it's like, 
you might not do it like him, nah. but you can do it you can in your own way. You know, I think you can do it like him yeah. eventually. Yeah, eventually. You not you might not be able to do it now. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But I think you can get to it. So I was talking. So like I know Mav Carter, and yeah. and I was talking to him, and I was like, "Hey, bro, on everything I love, bro, like you, what you guys are doing over there." Um, so many athletes, so many, like, more than just them little kids in the hood. Like, even athletes, professional athletes yeah. are watching what y'all are doing because mm-hmm. it's special, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like what LeBron did was was so cool from this standpoint. Now, obviously, he came out with $100 million off top with yeah. Nike. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but what he did was dope from the standpoint of, like, all his homeboys. He brought them all along. Facts. But not only did he bring them along, his homeboys were weren't just stuck like just being the homies. Yeah. Like they went out and branded themselves yeah, they, and they, did they own thing. They ran with it. You know what I'm saying? Rich Paul, now he's one of the top agents in the yeah, NBA. Shout out Rich Paul. Man. Mav Carter, one yeah. of the, like got undisputed, got all these different things, yeah. like got all these um different things, ventures going on. Yeah. And now like they can be business partners with LeBron. They yeah. ain't necessarily got to just ride his yeah. coattail. Yeah. Like yeah. nah, let's let's put in together to get this. You That's know what I'm and I, 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 like I said, I told Matt, I'm like, dog, I respect it 1,000. Almost made me feel like I didn't do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? But, like, people are paying attention. So I respect the heck out of, of Mav and, and even, like, Kevin Hart and his crew. Like, yeah, yeah. all those guys doing their own thing. And, yeah. like, they're making themselves. Like, they, Kevin was the leader, but everybody else is doing their own yeah. thing. They're making their own money. And that's, and that's what it's yeah. about. Like, it's like, like bring your own people re- up. They don't gotta like rely on him. They don't like he can retire and they'll still be still doing and they can man. still do yeah. that, that like that and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, it's not based off of what LeBron does. It's not based off of what Kev does. Like they they're gonna thrive even when those guys decide they want to hang right. it up. That's that's a greater message too. We talk about that a lot on this show in terms of how you need to um, pay attention to what For your sure. friends, not just what you think they can do, but what they actually like to do. For sure, right? Because like. I could hit up all my homies and be like, hey, I'm trying to get this done. I see you doing this for me. I see you doing this for me to get this goal done. Mm-hmm. Or I can be like, yo, I know you do this. I know you like to do this. Let's create a space for you to do that, right? Yes. So nah, I, I'm with it. Yeah. And, and But I also think it has to be intentional by your friends, too. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. people you hang around, too, right? Because some mm-hmm. people are okay with just riding your coattail. Yeah. But yeah. then when things end, they looking at you like, dog, like, why why you retiring? Like, my body hurts. Like, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't your back that's blowing out like yeah. that's hurting right now. That's you know what I'm saying? So it, it, like, so it depends on them, too. You know what I mean? They play a role in the success of, of them. But to realize the platform that you have and, and, and growing from it, like some of these camera guys, like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they – they working for a network. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, just production, based on, co- production yeah, company. Yeah, have their own production yeah, yeah. company, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. that's dope. Like, like, that they can foresee that too for themselves. Facts, you yeah. see what I'm saying? For sure, man. Yeah. For, so, what was, because uh, obviously you went into media, you know, uh, KJR and everything yeah. like that. So, what was that transition like from being a player to now going into talking like, about, media? Talking about talking players. About players <laughs> like, so, so, you know? So, my approach is different, right? And, and the best thing, the best advice I got was from Coach Carroll after like a couple of weeks of working on air. But so my, my initially, you know, get with KJR, sports talk, you know, just talking sports. Mm-hmm. But I told them off rip, like, I'm not a reporter. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not yeah. I'm not the guy that's going to go in the locker room and have yeah. a mic in front of players. Like, I, that's not – like, I, I, I don't want that role. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. That's not what I'm going to do because most of those guys in that locker room are still my homies. Mm-hmm. Like, they're my yeah. friends. So yeah. so now the lines get blurred. Like, can they, can we trust Cliff? Yeah. Can we not – you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So – off rip, I'm telling like, nah, that ain't that ain't my play like that. I don't, I don't want that job. I want to be able to just talk about the game. That's real. Yeah. I want to be able to talk about plays, not necessarily the players. That's you right. know what okay. I'm saying? Yeah. So so once I understood that piece, that was cool. And then, like I said, talking to Coach Carroll, he just flat out told me like, look, 
what is your foundation? What is your philosophy for being in the media? Mm. Because, you know, when you get in, like, some people are trying to get you to say some old off-the-wall stuff, mm-hmm. talk bad about players, and that's not my play. Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't believe in that. I believe I can st- I still have – I can tell you my perspective. I can tell you my opinion. But yeah. I don't believe in, like, bashing players because I yeah. respect the grind. Yeah, that, you don't want to cross yeah. lines. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to cross lines. And I don't want to cr- – my friendships are more important than this gig, yeah. first and foremost, right? Yeah. So yeah. – so I appreciate Bobby Wagner. I appreciate Sherm. So what I look like throwing them guys yeah. under the bus just exactly. to get some ratings. It's, it's not even exactly. your place to do that as a as a reporter. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not really your place exactly. To do that. Now now they both know like, hey, Bobby, you missed that tackle. You know yeah, I got to yeah. talk trash. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's nothing. I wouldn't tell them to their face. Facts. See yeah. what I'm saying? That's true. Um, but but Coach Carroll was like, "What's your philosophy?" And I'm like, "I'm always gonna be pro player. Like I'm always gonna be pro pro player." Even if it's the Seahawks versus the player, a coach, I'm for the players because mm-hmm. that's that's the role I know best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that position, mm-hmm. and 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 once he and he he respected that or whatever. But once he once he understood, like once he told me that, that's when I realized, like, okay, now you know what you stand on. Now you know what you stand for yeah. in this world, yeah. in this media space. Now you can execute and you can go accordingly. But if you don't know, if you don't have a foundation. You'll, you'll just be leaning. You'll go with it, whatever flow, and they'll have you saying all kinds of me- yeah. crazy mess you'll about your home. be lost in the sauce. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you got to always have your foundation, your philosophy, and understanding how, how you want to move in whatever space. That's important, man. Um, and I, I kind of want to take things kind of um, out of the, 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 the football space and For the sure. media space because I know you do a lot of work with your platform um, to try to, you know, uplift and just make this world a better place For through, sure. through your uh, foundation, uh, Cliff Abra Family Foundation. So um, – Talk a little bit about the work you guys have been able to do and mm. obviously continue to do with that and how important that is for you. Well, uh, one, it, it's extremely important. Um, I feel like anybody that, that's that's come from essentially nothing or a third world country or, yeah. or whatever, like you understand what the other side looks like. So you, I don't care how much money you make or, how, or what success or whatever, whatever success looks like for you, yeah. you can never forget that piece, right? So for me, it's, it's extremely important um, to give back because – I remember a story. I remember my mom. Um, my mom worked three jobs my whole life until I got to the league, and she she would really like break her back and get these you know two hundred dollar checks or whatever it was every two weeks, and literally send two a hundred and fifty dollars back to Haiti. Mm. And I'm like, but 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 we struggling. Like what? But she has two si- three sisters back at home, a brother and her parents. Mm-hmm. And she was literally like breaking her back, barely making it here in the states, mm-hmm. and sending money back to Haiti. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it all started for me, gotcha. and, and understanding that, man, no matter what your circumstances are, it could be worse. It could be worse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We might not have hot water, but they ain't got no water. Mm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so it's just, just, just little things like that. So that's where the core reason yeah. or the, the, the main reason like why, the, like the why, behind why it, yeah. I do what I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But as far as for the Cliff Avery family foundation, it's uh, it's the mission is geared towards juvenile diabetes and, and, and the education system in Haiti. And the reason we went with juvenile diabetes is my, my grandmother, she passed from diabetes and diabetes is extremely prevalent in, in the Haitian culture. Just do off the diet that they have mm. uh, eating a lot of rice and nobody really working out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. just little things like that. So I took it a step further cause I had just had my son. So I'm like, well, let's capture it early with juvenile diabetes. Mm. Yeah. So I do a lot of work with JDRF juvenile diabetes research foundation. I've helped mm. them raise over 250,000 over the last uh, four years wow. through mm-hmm. just really just using my platform and people wanting to be on my team. Um, yeah. And, you know, you got to donate to be on my team and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then we do uh, the education system in Haiti where 
I um, we're, we we just closed our we just finished our our first school mm-hmm. out there in Haiti, and it houses five hundred kids. Wow! And and it's super dope because one um, things we take for granted, right? Just I mean I know I'm guilty of it. Rolling out of bed like oh mom I don't want to go to school today. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. These kids want to go to school. They just don't have a place to go. That's you know what I'm saying? That's big. So to put it in perspective is like, and then you you look at it from a, take it another step further is like, like these kids don't have electricity. Mm-hmm. They don't have they don't have any of this stuff. But yet, if you think about it, you walk through you walk you got lights outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. you waste, just wasting electricity. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. street lights. Yeah, you got yeah. street lights, and they yeah. they don't have it in their homes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just just taking it that far, like it, so so for me, and and then understanding Haiti's background, like I mean y'all are African, so y'all y'all probably understand this a little bit too mm-hmm. is. Most people don't even realize, you know, you got the president saying whatever he's saying about the Haiti, and you yeah. got all these people. They get such a negative outlook on Haiti. Yeah. Haiti was the first Black Republic, like Republic country, meaning mm. they f- they were the first country to sl- free themselves mm. from slavery mm. from their masters. Mm. Like the pe- the slaves yeah. freed themselves, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and 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 what most people don't realize too with Haiti is, back then Haiti was the number one producer for sugar and um, cotton mm. for the world. Mm. For the world, that small island was the number one producer for uh, for sugar and cotton for the world. Mm. So, I say that to say, when they freed themselves, they messed up the uh, they messed up basically the system, yeah. the business, yeah, for right? Sure. For sure. So everybody turned their backs on them. Mm. Till this day, everybody yeah. turned their backs on them, yeah. and that nobody really wants to fool with Haiti because basically they just m- messed up a trillion yeah. dollar business. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's deeply rooted. I think it's we, really we just got to know our history, man. That's and, what it boils down to, and bro. That's, what, that's what's important because. And that's why it's important to have you on the show and other people on this show because, you know, for what we try to do with this platform is really try to reclaim the narratives mm-hmm. and just let people tell their stories, right, in terms of how it really happened and what it really is, you yeah. know. Um, but that's dope. Though. I love how you can reference back oh, yeah. um, the, the, the roots to that. No, I mean, every, everything starts there for me. You know what I mean? And, and I'm a proud Haitian. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody thinks or says about that country, that island. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm proud to be them because – I, I know I kind of know my history a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know that's that's kind of what a lot of African Americans are struggling with is because yeah. they don't know their history mm-hmm. pre-slavery. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, so, a, it's, a, it's, it's a privilege we have. Yes. To know where to we know. Come from. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, some, there's pride that comes with that. Yeah. When you sure. know what your people have done, when you know what what the Moors and all these like, when you know that stuff, like you start realizing like, dang, like I deserve to be here. Like yeah. I deserve. Like I'm yeah. I'm special. I'm great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but it's not there to motivate people, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, and it's important for you to tell that story, man. For sure. Um, that's big, man. Can we get a round of applause for the school being built? Up? That was, that's yeah. big, man. That's for real. Big. That was big. When you said that, I was like, man, this is, this is dumb. Yeah. I love that, man. That's yeah, great so, work. So, yeah, no, so, yeah I, the school being built, we yeah. do a lot of stuff in Haiti, but yeah, I'm, I'm ex- extremely excited about the school opening up here this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, next month, uh, actually. Um, so I'm excited about that, and, and you know, we do, like I said, a wide range of different things. We support uh, organizations out there. We support – I brought some kids from Haiti to a couple football games last year or two years ago. Dope. Again, exposure is everything, man. Hell exposure is yeah. everything. So that that's my goal in life is to try to expose kids, including mine, obviously, um, mm-hmm. to what's out there in life, man, out there in the world. We get so consumed with just being in our little bubble. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, people are working check to check, and yeah. sometimes you can't process it, but – uh, if if you have the opportunity and you have the chance to, you gotta yeah. you gotta get out there and see the world. And don't believe what the media says either. Exactly, that's real. Exactly, because even when I went back home, man, it was just humbling. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, we we, we, we supposed to we supposed to be going out there uh, next year. Actually, yeah. me and my wife uh, yeah. and Mike B. Actually, we're all going. We're gonna hit a couple countries up in ha- Africa and do yeah. like, like 
a month and a half out there. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. I love, Dope, and I, I, love I love how you document the work you do, the demonstration, because um, it's important, man. A lot. No, for I, sure. I, like, you, you gotta know, see it. You gotta see it, man. You to make it exposable, you know. And, and initially, you know what? Uh, us athletes sometimes we feel like oh, we don't want to show the, you know, we don't want to show the work we're doing because. It comes off as that's the only reason yeah. why we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's always he cloud yeah. chasing, is he throwing yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, nah. But then at the end of the day, too, for me, it's like, nah, like, I want people's support, too. So I got to let people know what's yeah. going on. Like, Man. you know, I can do a lot, but I could do way more with more people helping yeah. me and behind me. You see yeah. what I'm saying? You just gotta say. You just gotta put it out there for let, to let people decide. Exactly. And if they want to be a part of it or not, but at least you see what's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Can't consume yourself. You can't concern yourself with what what the naysayers are saying. If That's you right. do, you're you gonna you gonna be lost. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Now I actually got uh had the opportunity to meet you for the first time at uh, Athletic Forums Health yeah, and Wellness. Yeah. Shout out Robel. Yeah. Shout um, out to Robel, man. Yeah. Um. That was a, such a dope event. Y'all had the panel. Y'all yeah. was talking about some things, right? Um. And I, we were talking about this in terms of like now this era of athletes. Mm-hmm. I feel like is, is uh, is, is more vulnerable than ever, right? Mm-hmm. Athletes are being able to be more vulnerable and be more open and expressive, okay. yeah, right? Yeah. And I use like to use, a certain degree. Yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, I yeah. use like De- Demar Derozan, right, when he had that battle with depression. He yeah. was like putting that out there, like that's dope to see, right? For sure. And uh, at the panel, you know, you discussed the importance of mental health and how mm-hmm. um, how important it is for us to check ourselves and make sure we're, we're nurturing that side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, how important was it for you to really tap into your own mental health and making sure that was being, you know, uh, tended to? For sure. Um, you know, us, especially us as 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 black men, yeah. right? Black yeah. boys, be that's considered being soft, right? Yeah. Being able to show feelings, emotions, all that's like that's considered to be soft when everybody else is allowed to do it yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So. I, I'm guilty of, especially playing football, guilty of it. Like, nah, you know, you can't show emotions. You can't cry. You can't – you snap your finger out there. Like, nah, you yeah. can't be mad. You can't yeah. be hurting. Like, you got to toughen it up. Yeah. Like, nah, this hurts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I, I found it to be important, most important, when I was dealing with the transition of moving out of football, right? Because mm. if you put in perspective, what people – people, I mean, some people care, some people don't, whatever. But what people don't realize is – Mentally, and and I've had this discussion with even doctors. Mentally, right? I've been playing. I, I'm a late bloomer. I didn't start playing till till tenth grade. Mm-hmm. So from tenth grade all the way to my last season, that was about sixteen years of football, mm. right? I was 31, mm. half my life playing ball. Mm. Okay, so so with that being said, every year for the last sixteen years, I've been around fifty to a hundred guys every single year. For one common goal to go out and win football games, we might have disagreements. We might not have the same yeah. same beliefs and different yeah, things, mm-hmm. but we all can come collectively together yeah. to go out here and ball out and try to get this win. Right? Yeah. That's what's good about sports in general. Yeah. But you go from doing that for 16 straight years of having 50 to 100 guys around you to just you, your wife, and your kids, like wow. just just yeah, at the just house there, chilling, just yeah, chilling. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, y'all gonna start working each other's nerves, mm-hmm. you know, because y'all not even you're not even used to being in that space yeah. like that, yeah. right? That's real. So mentally, you're you're battling that. Like it's hard. It's hard to 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 um you know again go from that type of environment to a different environment at a drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like literally, I broke I broke basically broke my neck, and six months later, I'm like I'm out of a locker room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I've been in the locker room since I was. 14, wow. 15, right? Yeah. So, so like, there's a transition piece there that most people don't even process. It's PTSD. Same yeah. same thing, people yeah. from the military area. Like, yeah. it's the same exact thing. That's like, facts. you go from being in a certain environment, hostile environment at times, and boom, 
you're out of it. They talking about some be a normal person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I wasn't doing normal person things <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. before. Give, me some, give me some time. Yeah, some yeah. Time. Let me weed me off of this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But but so there's there's a mental thing that you gotta you, you go through there. And some guys, again, they're not really I don't wanna say they're not man enough to like expose it, but they're they're not willing to the same thing that make you great are the same reasons why you have a downfall when you're outside of football, right? Mm. You know, you're strong, mentally tough, don't show emotions, all these different things. Well, when you're outside of that stuff and you actually need help, you're not willing to get it because mm. because you're just not you're not there. So the best thing I did was was I went and got as soon as I got hurt, like literally probably like two weeks later, mm-hmm. I started seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. And the best decision I ever made. Mm-hmm. Because one, I started realizing like Man, yeah, football was great, but I wasn't dealing with a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like yeah. it, it helped me. It helped me put a bandaid on a lot of things that was going on in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had lost my father. I went through a lot of different things, but like football, the one thing about football that helped me was like once I yeah. my practice, I, yeah. all that stuff is just behind me. Yeah, but it just I kept masking it, yeah. just kept putting a bandaid on yeah. it, yeah. and not never ever, yeah. never really facing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once I started seeing a therapist, like I started facing those things, and it kind of and it took my mind off of football. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I needed my mind to be somewhere else, so I wasn't like in a depression or some sort yeah. for football. That's yeah. Um. So when I started seeing a the therapist, man, like like again, that was like the best thing that happened to me. I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks now. I need to holler at my guy. Uh, holler at him. But <laughs> but like just being able to talk. And then again, right? You you're an ath- you're a professional athlete. Most people ain't trying to hear what you talking about. Like, oh, you struggling? I, yeah. I, I can't keep my lights on. You yeah. got bread. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm struggling with other things That's though. True. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't think because because I, I do this like I don't have issues. Yeah. Like, I actually might have more issues than you. To yeah. be honest mm-hmm. with you. That's true. You know what I mean? So so um, you know, just having a therapist helps you get through all that stuff, man. So I'm all about mental health and 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 just getting your 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 psyche right, yeah. man. Because We've experienced a lot of things through history and everything else, but we've never dealt with any exactly. of it. We never faced yeah. it, so uh, it's the same thing. Like we got to face all that stuff to yeah. to get better as people. That's real, and I think it's just expressing yourself, man. Like we even amongst our team, we make it a point. Like you know, there's a there's a point where we kind of just like let things linger for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean that's what we're used yeah. to. Uh, used we're used to, to that. Yeah. It's comfortable, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to yeah. get a little uncomfortable, right? You have to get uncomfortable for the long term, for the long haul, right? For sure. Um, but yeah, we, we we just saw the importance of like, yo, let's just be very direct and expressive in how we communicate and get things out. Be respectful, but get yeah, it for out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And so I'm glad you I'm glad you advocate for that. And oh and yeah, I, and man. I think I think it's again I think it's a shift happening. I'm just speaking more so for the sports world because that's something that we don't really see a lot of. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's becoming more and more um, just accepted, I guess. But it's it's also due to like the media like portraying us to not be again not yeah. being humans. Yeah, like yeah, Kevin Durant. Like, you were talking about Kevin Durant earlier. How like yeah, like people <laughs> yeah, making fun of. KD for having emotions yeah. like he's entitled to feel a certain way like yeah. he has he's a yeah. human being too yeah. right he puts his pants on just like the next person yeah. is but it's like oh since he's an athlete since he gets paid this amount of money he shouldn't be complaining like what that's facts what like he's a human being facts, like yeah. you're gonna like he has emotions and, he, and, and he's he, entitled and to express he, them when he checks you on Twitter you're like oh shit Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, oh. But then, like, the media takes a hold. Like, why is KD responding yeah. to that? Like, same reason you responded. Because I, I got Wi Fi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got Wi Fi. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro KD, man. I don't care what anybody says. Like, emotions or not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it might come off as sensitive or whatever. But he got emotions. That's he's a, he's entitled to those emotions that's too. Facts. That's facts. Um, yeah, uh, man, bro. We could talk for hours and hours, but for real. Uh, we we usually like to give our guests a chance to kind of. 
talk about some things that they are coming on the horizon. Okay. Um, yeah. Things that you got coming. I know you working, you moving, like you Grinding. said, you never staying st- staying still. So, um, what are some things people could be looking forward to? Oh man, uh, more on the personal side. Uh, I mean, obviously the foundation. I got my, yeah. my my free football camp, first one I've done here in the Pacific Northwest. I've been, I'm seven years strong back at home, mm-hmm. but um, my first free football camp that I'm hosting at Renton Memorial on July 13th. Um, for more information, go to CliffAverFamilyFoundation.org. Yeah. But but I'm excited about that, man, because one now that I made this home, you know, what I mean, I want to kind of put my want to put my stake in the ground and show yeah. like, hey, I'm 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 here to help yeah. too, right? Yeah. So so we already got well over 550 kids signed up, oh. um, you know. So we got that brewing. Like I said, I do a little mentoring um, mm-hmm. piece that that I mentor about 12 kids and again showing exposing them to different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the the dining to make a difference dinner. That's my big fundraiser that I do every year where I get a lot of uh, local celebs, but Seahawks uh, and and some of the NBA players uh, come through and yeah. they're they're waiters for the evening. And and it's expensive though. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's expensive. <laughs> but shout out to everybody that's been supporting for the yeah, last few years. Yeah, it, yeah. it allows me to be able to build schools in Haiti and, yeah. and be a part of these different yeah. organizations or whatever. So, um, you know, shouts out to everybody that supports the Cliff Avery Family Foundation. Yeah. And then uh, on the personal side, man, I'm chopping away with the media stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be doing some local stuff during the season. Yeah. Do some national stuff during the season yeah. as well. Uh, I'm in the process. I'm actually might be doing some international stuff during the season. There we go. Which okay. We'll be, there we go. You know what I'm saying, man. Hey, 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 moving and shaking, <laughs> no man. Limits, moving and no shaking. Limits, man. Uh, yeah, no, nah, don't don't put no limits on yourself, man. Um and and what else we got going? And then on the personal side again, like like I said earlier, like I do real estate and different things like that. So yeah. I'm just diving deeper into that and mm. just one understanding, get the knowledge, but also, you know, I, I want to bring my family along too for the that's ride. Right. And and, yeah. and that's the space where I feel like that whole LeBron and, and yeah. Kev, like that's the space where I know I can get my family and, and friends involved exactly. and and growing and scaling that. Uh, Jay Z had a had a in an interview. He had a line where he's like, "I'm playing for forever." Yeah, and I, I, I truly believe that's, real. that's how yeah, you should that's be real. thinking. No, yeah. you got to play for forever man uh, that's that's the re- jay-z got so many quotes yeah, for real he hit me with one line what is it uh dog it what song is that it might be friends on that on the, the carter's album or whatever uh real friends or something oh, like yeah, that yeah. and um he says something pertaining to like if you like maybe it's that song i don't remember but anyway say something uh along the lines of like hey if you're the only one balling in your crew like yeah. you're not really balling oh, that's the song bosses yeah. bosses yes. yeah okay yeah. He's like, yeah, like if you're the only one, like yeah. if you're the only millionaire in your crew, like yeah. you doing it wrong, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, so bro. when I started, when I heard that, I, t- I text my homie like, dang, I, I've been I've been hustling backwards <laughs> yeah. this whole time. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I've been hustling backwards the whole time, yeah. bro. My fault, yeah. I'm, I'm, we got yeah. we got some stuff to do. We got yeah, some work to yeah, get to. Yeah, that's real though, man. Yeah, you gotta man. Make sure your team is straight. Man. No, for sure. But you, your team has to be ready for it too. Yeah, that's you true. I, I agree. It's yeah, two way so, street. Yeah, it's two way street. But but that's the goal, man. Is just to keep striving for it and keep getting better as a person. Man. Yeah, man. Keep making a difference as a person yeah. and, and helping those behind you that, you know, just things ain't go their way. You know what I mean? I appreciate that, man. That's dope, man. And, um, you know, uh, we always ask this question to uh, cap off the show. Uh, we ask all our guests. It kind of sums up everything we talked about and then mm-hmm. kind of cast what's ahead. Um, so if you can, my brother, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? Greatness. Mm. <laughs> Greatness. You can, you can explain yeah. it to a little bit if you want. Oh, you want me to dive you into it? Oh, yeah, 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 that was quick. That was a quick. Yeah, yeah. I was on that one. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I just threw something out there to be honest with you. No, nah, greatness. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, greatness. And, and the reason I say greatness, and, and greatness is 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 um 
everybody has their own terms of what makes them great, right? It's the same thing with success, mm-hmm. right? It's all it's all each person's perspective on what success is. Some people, of course, uh, they, they relate that to finances. Some mm-hmm. people relate that to the help that they give to people. Facts. It just depends. But for me, uh, when I say greatness, is more so like, one, obviously keeping the Averill name clean and, and, and wants want it to live forever. But also, I, I think it's, it's, it's gauged off of my work with my kids mm-hmm. and, and how their upbringing is. Like, I feel like I'm not great if my kids don't value the same things I value from the standpoint of like giving back That's and, real, and helping others. Because their, I mean, their upbringing is gonna be way different from yeah. mine, just as if mine was way different yeah. from my parents. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Sure. There's levels to all of that, right? Yeah. So greatness from that perspective is just making sure like I do right by them because they they are gonna be what defines greatness for me that's real you know what i mean so that's that that's kind of where it starts for me i guess um but it's, it's a it's a long road ahead long journey ahead yeah, man. and we're gonna keep chopping away yeah, keep grinding yeah, away yeah. greatness doesn't sure, happen man. overnight man no nah, heck no nah. you just you just you, what would you say success was again earlier success isn't always about greatness it's about consistency consistent hard work leads to success and then greatness will come yep mm. what exactly what that just said <laughs> I, I, need, I need to get i need to get successful first <laughs> yeah, and then man. keep and again success is is all relative to who who you're asking and and i don't think i'm there yet that's yeah. real, man. That's real. It's every day. It's every. It's a marathon. It's, it's a, a marathon. You preach it. Marathon oh, continues. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, well, Cliff, man, we definitely want to appreciate you for coming through. For sure, um, man. You know, uh, sharing your story, yes, sir. You know, sharing your experience, and uh, hopefully, we reached at least one person through this episode. For sure. I um, hope so. I hope yeah. somebody. I hope they got to get to know me a little bit better. Yeah, you know man. Not sure. not reading magazines and whatnot. <laughs> Actually, hear it coming from me. Yeah. There tune we in. Go. Where, where, and they could tune in at KJR in the mornings. KJR ten to ten to one every day during the weekdays. Man, I'm there all fall and, and the rest of this uh, the rest of this year, and then you know, kind of figure out from there. Perfect, perfect, man. Well, um, with that being said, man, I think it's safe to say Cliff Averill's officially a member of the Up and Up. Man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up. <laughs>